Yeah, that's the sound of the bull. The bull run. Hello, welcome to today's podcast. This is Snowflake Investment, and I am Shay, and with me is and we are the founders of Snowflake Investments, a social media outlet that seeks to connect investors with information that can help them identify multi-bagger stocks. You know, everything seems to be going up these days, um, and yeah, because of the liquidity in the environment. And people might think that, okay, this is how the stock market is, but this might not always be the case. So we seek to separate the wheat from the chaff. Josh, what do you have to add? Um. Obviously, with um, a lot of new investors coming to the, the market, um, there's, a certain, there's a load of different platforms uh, that people have to choose from. Obviously, being from the UK, um, we use Trading212, um, but obviously, everywhere else, you've got the likes of Robinhood, eToro, um, and obviously for cryptos, we personally use Uphold yep. uh, to manage our, our crypto currencies and any other currencies on that matter, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I started using um, Revolut the first the first time I started investing. Revolut was one of the first platforms I used. And then I think I moved from there to eToro. And then I found out about trading 2 on 2 um, later on. And yeah, like Josh said, Uphold seems to be a very good platform. I use, also use eToro um, for my cryptocurrency or investment. So um it, it's been great so far and uh yeah so just a disclaimer that we are not financial advisors all our opinions about stocks are just ours so please do your due diligence before you make an investment decision obviously you can use information we give you um to make your own informed decisions yeah um on what stocks you, you want to invest in obviously well, one thing to note there's going to be so many different winners out there yeah. you don't need to pick every winner um i think the the standalone point is just be confident in what you're picking if you've done your research on it um and and you've 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 read all the background stuff on a company it may not be going up now and it may even go down but if you believe in what you've read then eventually it should come good yeah Um, i think yeah go on go on sorry to all i was going to say is obviously when we first started, I personally started in March last year, um, when the, the market sort of took a tumble. Uh, it was my first time investing. Um, and then I invested in some pretty bad companies, to be honest. Good companies, um, but probably at the wrong time. Um, for instance, Boeing. I, I bought Boeing at the very start, a, a relatively good price. Yeah. Um, but in comparison to other stocks, um, Boeing's a great company and I'd advise anyone to buy it. Um, but there's there's a lot of other stocks out there that you can make bigger returns on that are probably a little bit more short up. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on yeah. our topic. Yeah. And for myself, I started investing around September, late September in 2019. I'd been thinking about it for a very long time and I just took the plunge. I was, I think I was in the US and um, I just took the plunge and started on Revolut. And from there, I, started, I think one of the first stocks I bought was Shopify. I think I bought new at around one. And I think the next day I sold both of them and I think I bought back again. So it was very turbulent in the first few months. But yeah, I got my feet and then I went through the March downturn. It was really... So it's one of the worst experiences, I would say. But yeah, um, I think one of the things I learned in that moment was to be patient and stay in the market. So, um, and this is one of the things that we're going to be talking about as well.
Okay. So you can you tell us about your more about yourself, Josh? Uh, what do you do? Um, so just so we give the listeners some ideas of okay, investors is not just for people with the millions. Yeah. So, so obviously, um, me and me and Shay, we 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 have full time jobs. This is just a little side thing for us. Yeah. Um, me personally, I'm an account manager for an air conditioning uh, refrigeration company. Um, so I, I commute quite a lot, see customers, and that sort of thing. Obviously, I've got a big passion for investing. Um, I've got a, a passion for making money um, and to be part of something um, which I can I can influence myself. Um, and prior to, to what I do now, um, I used to work in Northampton where I met Shay. Um, where we used to live together. Yeah. Um, in Northampton, and that's and that's really where we things really took off. To be fair, uh, with myself investing because um, we would we'd live together. We would discuss things like this. Uh, put our heads together, talk about investments, and um, one thing to note: uh, I've jumped in loads of different positions um, since I started. Yeah, uh, I, remember, I remember buying Neo at three three dollars <laughs> eighty. Yeah, <laughs> um, selling for a loss because uh, I was reading too much into it uh, and what people were saying, how it was rubbish, how it was never going to take off. Yeah. Sold it one. I sold it three or four times around the three four level. Yeah, and then sort of cried to myself when it <laughs> when it when it hit forty or fifty uh, because at the time I'd done my research and mm-hmm. I believed in it. Yeah, um, but it's as a new investor, um, it's easily it's easy to get spooked. Yeah, um, because there's so much information out there that some information you read it will be about how good how good and how great this stock is and how it's going to reach 100 and then on another bit of information you see online it'll be about how it's covered in debt how it's not going to make out the year how it will get bought out etc etc yeah um so it's, it's a very hard market to read sometimes because you are you're given so much information that it sort of uh, sort of spooks you a little bit yeah and i remember two or three times buy into a stock I believed in and then pulling out and then months down the line it takes off and I think I kicked myself because I've actually come out of it. Yeah. But then saying that we also have, you know, winners that we actually stayed into as well. But then my, my, uh, one of the things I just said, I think the takeout from there is to, to when, once you do your, your due diligence, okay, there will be counter counter diligence that will come to you. There will be counter arguments against that. But then it's the it's the conviction that you have that turns out to pay off the most. I think in 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 uh, March during the you know during the downturn, Tesla was around three hundred and twenty or three twenty seven, and then even on Wall Street, there were still some people on CNBC that were saying that oh, it's it's even still expensive at that price, and you can see that from there it's it's ten x from three hundred and twenty seven since then. I think I think I bought in around five hundred and something. If only they knew, Shay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if only we all knew. Yeah, if only we all knew. be rich right now. Yeah, but then we, we are doing good. Uh, but then the I think the, the counter argument here is that, yeah, um, there will be the, you you'd have some winners and you would have some losers. So uh, as you go on in your investing journey, you would find more conviction about what you believe in. And even though there might be short attacks uh, or short sellers attacking the stock, um, it's my deep 10% in a day or 20% in a day when it usually comes uh, back up. I mean, there are some that would that would have a stain um, on their reputation, for, for example, Nicola. But most of these short attacks are just what they are. They are just attacks and they usually... I, 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 sorry, sorry to interrupt. Sorry. I, right. think, I think a good... A, a, 
a good bit of advice for anyone is um, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Um, just like you said, short attacks will hurt you and it will scare you a little bit. Um, but if you spread your investments out of a few different companies, yeah. um, it won't be as bad. Because um, I know I uh, I invested in Nikola well early into its Nikola days, before it was even Nikola. Yeah. Uh, I, I read the highs and I read the lows of it. Um, and it, it certainly helps if you've spread yourself over a few good stocks. Because obviously not every stock can go up every day. Yeah. Um, and my portfolio at times have been five grand down, uh, and you can get me, it's a bit scary when, when your portfolio is <laughs> crashing like that. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you, <laughs> and I think Shay can tell you as well, as, as he entered before me, and he, he actually went through the March lows. Um, yeah. But you just need to trust in what you've, what you've learned and what you've researched, I think. Yeah. I think the thing, the thing with investing again, I think it's one of the, the maybe the only thing that you can do in this world that you require the least effort on uh, in, in a lot of other situations like your workplace at school you have to put in efforts to be successful uh, but then on investing you actually need to put less effort once you've done your invest your your research and all of that you put in the money you're convicted you know there are just few things that you have to do you know to get it maybe increase your positions or manage your risk but uh, regardless of that Moving in and out of positions might not be the best thing. So least efforts usually provi- provides the the best performance over time. So that that yeah. that has really worked for me um, when when I knew that. Uh, but then today we are going to be talking. about So at the beginning of the year, uh, we came together and then we picked some of our best stocks for 2021, and um, we have them in about nine sections, and we're going to be talking about them briefly. Um, in other episodes of the podcast, we'll be coming out with you know more notes on these stocks, but we're just going to be giving you a preview of what it looks like. And you can definitely follow us on Twitter at uh, Snowflake in, uh, Invest Snowflake uh, to see some of our picks. One one thing to, to just add before uh, we go into our top twenty one picks. Uh, one bit of advice I, I saw hundreds of times when I first started investing. Um, and it's um, don't try and time the market. It's, it's about timing the market. Yeah. So don't don't try and wait for a price to get to a certain level because that, that price may never get there. Yeah. It's throw your money into a stock you believe in and just sit on it for five years. Yeah. You've done enough research into it. It will pay off about 95% of the time. Obviously, throughout the year keep up to date with your stocks if you're doing new investments it's your money at the end of the day uh, make sure you keep up with what's going on with a company because any day something bad could happen that could, have, could negatively affect your stocks yeah so make sure you're you're paying attention to what you're invested in but don't don't watch it every day um put your money into something just sit on it for five years yeah. that would be my what take home advice yeah and what I, what i always do once i find a stock i like i would dollar cost average instead of waiting for the dip usually uh, because i mean sometimes you might want to feel like okay this stock is expensive i wait for the dip sometimes the dip might not come soon enough and the, the stock can run several levels before it dips and then when it dips it will still be higher than where you should have bought it from so waiting for um, a, a one, $1 difference or $2 difference um, instead of just buying it there and then maybe adding more uh, later on, uh, it could make you miss some entry points. So if you like a stock, if you, if you like a stock, dollar cost average um, instead of 
But I would do La Costa Africa instead of waiting for the dip. That's just my own um, opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, Shay. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's best just to get in it. Um, yeah. If it goes lower, just average your price down. Yeah. Um, that's that, that's probably the, the best advice we could probably give you, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but let, yeah, let's get into our top 21 picks. So, do you want to start with genomics? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, genomics is one of our very first picks, and uh, the impact of genomics is still being felt. and we, there's still a lot more to come in that area in, in curing, in providing cures or prevention to a lot of diseases. And one of the stocks, are, we have four stocks in, the, in that area, and one of them is Pacific Biosciences, Pack B. Uh, I think I've been in Pack B since it was four. I think my average is about uh, 6.9 or something like that. Um, so it's a stock that has run to about 35 or 36 uh, closing price last week. Friday, and it's still a stock that is still uh, below 10, 10 billion, and still has a huge way to go. Illumina tried to buy to buy it some some uh, some years ago, but they were prevented from buying because that would have placed them as the undisputed leader in genomics. Uh, but then Pacific has rejuvenated themselves. But then, as we said, we're going to come up with you know some other notes about some of those companies in a later podcast. The other one is Castle Biosciences. It's like the only player in its field when it comes to skin cancer. Uh, treatment and it's also in the genomic space. They released some news about some of their products last week. Last week as well, 99% sensitivity, uh, very very good results with some of their products. Invita is another one. Um, te- genomic testing very important in several areas. CRISPR therapeutics, as you might have heard um, them, or if you don't know, they've tried to cure sickle cell anemia. I think v- Victoria Gray was one of the first. Um, patient that has been free of sickle cell anemia for about you know two years now, so CRISPR therapies is the last one there. Uh, the other one, the other area is mobile advertising, digital turbine. Last week they reported blow blow blowout uh, numbers and the stock has you know moved significantly. I think I, I bought this around five, and my average would have been around eight. And last week is what eighty five, uh, almost eighty five dollars. Uh, so about 10x there and still has a huge runway to go. It's still an $8 billion company. And yeah, see it doing very well over the long term. Uh, another one is CTV. Uh, Roku and Magnite are two players in that, in that space. Last week, Magnite um, announced that they were going to buy SpotX for about $1.2 billion, And the market reacted very well to that. I think it went up to a high of 35% and then came back down to around, uh, settled at around 20 20 ish percent you know and um so can you can tell us more about some of your other areas um josh yeah so another one of our um one of our picks uh, is obviously the ev market which has been a very hot topic last um year or so now in our ev uh, picks we've got tesla yeah. um i think undisputed in its field there's loads of other, other companies we could have put in here yeah um but in the EV market, the I, I feel with Elon Musk leading uh, <laughs> leading Tesla, um, I don't think we could disagree with him to be honest. And if Tesla wasn't in our EV picks, um, we'd have, we'd be in trouble to be honest. <laughs> yeah, we have to go with the king. <laughs> yeah, King Elon. Um, obviously, since since March, it's it's, it's done huge numbers. Um, it, it's racked up without checking over a thousand percent yeah uh, since it's march lows uh, obviously gone for a five to one split um which is obviously great for the stock which sort of cemented that price in as well um because it was 
getting ludicrously high, um, of which I think we've probably both bought and sold um, during its highs and lows. And obviously, we're both both still investors in it now. And um, to be honest with you, this is just the start for for Tesla. Yeah. Um, um, from what we've from the research we've done, yes, it, it has done monstrous numbers recently, and it's gone up crazy amounts. But this is just in its growth stage. Yes. Um, and once it settles itself down, um, it's built its gigafactories factories um, abroad, and it starts sort of fine tuning. Um, I know recently they've had some issues with vehicles, um, but Elon sort of put everyone at ease. Yeah, he knows there's going to be issues when you when you create a business like this and it, and it moves so fast. Uh, you're going to have issues. Yeah, um, but he's addressing it appropriately and i think everybody trusts in what he says mm-hmm. uh, so yeah the, the only real pick we could have really put here is tesla yeah. um uh, there, there was a lot more to choose from but i think for for our top 21 picks without going for every other company um because there was going to be a lot of companies that don't make it in this, this space as well obviously with it being a, a recent hot pick yeah a lot of companies have, have jumped in head first and 50 percent of them won't make it so i think we've went for the biggest the biggest fish in the ocean yeah and um, i think we are going to talk about some other plays in the evs when we talk about our top specs because these are our top picks but then we also have some specs that might really do well and they actually doing really well uh but then in another in another episode we'll address such such companies yeah yeah i'll go on to our next one um so we've got esports and gaming um which is again there's some recent companies that have come out um uh, so in our in our esports gaming section we've got skills um and draftings yeah both um which recently um come through on SPACs, special special purpose acquisition companies um, DraftKings at the beginning of the pandemic, um, and Skills more recently. Yeah, uh, both came through that way. Um, both sort of targeting the esports game might be slightly different. DraftKings sounds like a sports book, um, and Skills is a mobile gaming um, esports platform. Um, yeah, esports platform which actually just hosts developers' games on their site um, and pits people against other people um, to win money. Uh, which is a whole different avenue yeah. um, on the on this market, but it it fits in perfectly with obviously the stay home economy, yeah. uh, with everyone staying at home, people not being able to go out and and socialise as much. Uh, so it's added that esports competition wherever you are, yeah, um, yeah. which will, and being a leader of its market at the moment as well. I don't think there's any sort of clear competition out there for them to be honest. Yeah, you're right. Um, they they should they should do really well and obviously DraftKings a sports book see while the um, the bookies and the betting shops are closed um, and sports are still going on behind closed doors people still want to be part of the action um, so DraftKings is, is is nicely poised to um, take a large market share yeah. of that uh, esports market. Um, do you want to go on to e-commerce and digital payments? Yeah, e-commerce, digital payments. We have PayPal, we have Shopify, we have C Limited, we have Square. Uh, last week, PayPal reported huge numbers again. And in fact, they're also still growing and they are projecting even better um, uh, performance in the coming quarters due to 
some of their new products like uh, pay in four, where you pay now, uh, buy now, pay later. Uh, they also just launched some cryptocurrency, you know, on their platform where I think about 300 million uh, merchants on their platform are going to be able to enable uh, digital payments using cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, and Litecoin for payments. And also Shopify. I think Shopify will be reporting next week or next two weeks. Looking forward to that, really. Uh, it's been a company that has been growing also 100% in the last few quarters. C-Limited is um, a three-head three monster in terms of it's, it's in the um, e-commerce play in Southeast Asia. E-commerce play, uh, gaming play with its Garena platform, and then also uh, FinTech. Okay, so it's it's um, really, really doing well in that area. I think lately, I think I heard the news that it's also actually even moving into telehealth now. Um, so, you know, that's that's a big monster. It's still growing, almost a $100 billion company, if not more. So it's, it really still has a huge way to go. It controls Southeast Asia when it comes to tech there. And then Square is another one, you know, coming online. I think people misunderstand Square because, yeah, now it's doing well um, regardless of the pandemic, but it serves small, small businesses. And then when there's the reopening, when the reopening really happens, I think it's really going to accelerate. They're also moving into Europe. They, I think they bought a company um, in Europe. So their growth in, in other parts of the world would also start to accelerate um, uh, moving forward. And one of my things... Yeah. Sorry? Sorry. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. No, I was going to say, yeah, they're definitely attacking this space, uh, Square, yeah. over the last year or so. They're definitely going to be at the forefront with PayPal, obviously. Uh, in that sort of market. So carry on. Yeah. So, I mean, one of my other, you know, very favorite stock is Teladoc in the telehealth space. Uh, before the pandemic, telehealth was growing uh, significantly. And it's usually, it's, it's the way to go. Um, it's, it's more convenient. It's more cheap. And a lot of people are saying, okay, once the pandemic is over, people are going to move away from telehealth. But I don't think that's going to be the case. But I think they've even solidified their position by buying Livongo. Uh, Livongo is a digital uh, platform that, you know, nudges people with diabetes, obesity to, you know, to improve their, to, to improve their behavior and, you know, um, get them in the right place. So with its um, purchase of Livongo, which was growing also more than 100% um, quarter, I mean, you know, quarter year on year, you know, and also growing rapidly over every quarter. That has actually cemented their place in the telehealth platform. I think we made a post about them on Twitter. You can check it out on why Teladoc should move into genomic space. And um, we, we actually were able to get some comments from Simon, Simon Barnett from Arc Invest. So he, 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 he gave us some you know, really nice comments there and what he, what he thought about it. So you can take a look at that. Um, yeah, uh, Josh, do you want to speak about big data? Yeah, so we've got um, two companies in big data, Palantir and Snowflake, yeah. and we we have no connection to Snowflake, as cool as it would be. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, we didn't copy the name or anything. Um, it was simply a mistake that we were called the same thing. Um, oh, more, more of a coincidence, I would say. Yeah, it's a massive coincidence, I'd yeah. say. Um, these, these, both these companies are, are slightly different in what they do. Um, Palantir, we've, I've just written a report on and it's on our, our Twitter page also. Um, I would compare uh, with like Boeing, um, but in the data side, um, they have a lot of contracts 
uh, with the government, uh, with the army, the US army. And yeah, they are, they're looking to expand uh, across the globe with other big players yeah. um, to take their platforms to to look in. I don't know if anyone watched um, their, their day, the other, um, the other weekend where they talked about their product and they showed it off a little bit. And it was just about combining within companies there's this always always this issue uh, with certain areas not communicating properly with um, with marketing or whatnot yeah. and palantir manages to build that bridge in between every department and, and put the information at the forefront where people need it um so yeah that palantir for us is going to be a big play on it again snowflake um in, in that front, obviously, which recently IPO'd, uh, which sort of IPO'd for, I think, $80. Um, and by the by the time the day ended, I think it was at 250 Yeah. Um, which is madness. But in this market, um, it's, I think, everyday life nowadays, to be honest. Um, <laughs> nothing seems to surprise us uh, <laughs> anymore. Um, and then finally, um, do you want to talk about digital enablers? Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, so on digital enablers, we have the DocuSign, we have OpenDoor, and we have Airbnb. So uh, DocuSign, digital signature company, growing at a very rapid pace as well. I think they signed um, they signed the collaboration with Zoom, so you can you know do a meeting on Zoom and sign contracts for any any contract you're doing. Really, it's 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 um, people people related to um, the, re- the the revolution or, or the the disruption of law, uh, but it's I think it works very well with the law, uh, with the law law industry there. Uh, but then it's it's also one of the digital platforms that are going to be accelerating moving forward as as the world tries to move, you know, towards digital. And then we have Open Door, which is a, another way to for people to easily sell their houses. Um, so they buy they buy the houses from you, and then there's a markup um, from there, which you know they use for. Their own revenues and it's I think it's reported about 4.4 billion in the last one or two years. Uh, the the revenues dipped last year due to the coronavirus, but then it's peak, I think the business is picking back up now as well. They have um, a very unique business model there, and people are saying they are the Amazon of um, of, uh, of of buying and selling of houses. So we have them. They're a very good company brought to the market by IPOB, one of Chamat Sparks. So um, it, it's a good place to be. And Airbnb as well, a very good business with very great management. Uh, they are also moving forward, you know, in terms of in the, in, in the what space are they now? Help me, Josh. So in the tourism industry, um, hotel, they, they, they're trying to disrupt the hotel space. So they, they've enable the movement from you know you want to travel and you want to lodge you get to the lodge and then from you, you get the keys and then you present the keys at the end of the day whereas the the hotel industry or the, the traditional hotel you know you present your you get to the um, hotel you present your documents they do some checks and all of that but then airbnb is more straightforward uh, than that so you can see the the digital enabling capabilities of some all, of these companies all, i think all, all three of these companies you just mentioned yeah. um, i think they've taken they've taken something that we all used to do yeah um that took time and effort and was as was a real graph just to do the basic things yeah um and they've met they've digitized them um and made them super super easy yeah, yeah. Um, booking hotels airbnb open door um, selling your house, which used to be a, a time-consuming ball ache. Now it's a click at a few buttons and you, 
your house is on the market. They're getting DocuSign, um, making it easy for, to get signatures and to, to sign for goods, obviously with Amazon and Shopify and all these other companies yeah. um, doing deliveries now. Yeah. DocuSign makes it easy to get the information that, that people need to know where the goods are. So, yeah, yeah, all, all great plays in that field, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, they're, they're, they will be doing well in the next few years as, as more and more companies adapt to the new market we're in. Yeah. So, well, um, that, that would bring us closer to the end of today's podcast. We, we actually want to thank you for listening. And we hope we've been able to add some knowledge um, to, your, to your investing uh, needs today. And um, we're going to be coming out with you know, more podcasts about you know, um, some of our topics, some of the companies on the market, uh, reviewing some of the market um, craziness or, or not. Um, so we, we, we urge you to also add, add us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at investsnowflake. And yeah, you'll be seeing more from us. And um, yeah, Josh, can you add one or two things before we go on? Yeah, no, uh, again, I just want to say thank you for everyone for, for tuning in. Um, 